So, I have a question for you guys. What is that question? Um, I kind of wanted Jake to be here for this, but it doesn't really matter. Since he's dead, it doesn't matter anyway. So, Yeah, rest what... in peace, buddy. Yeah, rest in peace. What is your dumbest injury? My dumbest injury? Yes. Either, oh. either something <laughs> stupid, either an injury that was stupid or caused by something stupid or caused by you doing something stupid or or it you, you know you know what i mean um we're telling stories now yeah all right um i'm sure you remember this this is the first thing that comes in my mind um i could tell i have a lot of injury stories that are dumb so well you, you could just give us your quick top five if there's, <laughs> if there's yeah. that many I don't want to sit here for like thirty minutes. Um, well, you're probably remember when I jumped off that bike and I broke my wrist. See, I remember the aftermath, but I think I was at my mom's that weekend. I remember I you going to school. No, I remember my stepsisters were there and told me about it. Maybe. Mm. I don't remember yeah. exactly. I don't remember. I just remember you showing up at school with a cast because I was at my mom's that weekend. Maybe, but I'm not sure. I'm hundred percent sure. <laughs> Okay. Well, I broke my arm. Jumping off of a bicycle that was going really fast down a hill. Mm. Because, you know, when you're four, 13 or 14 or however old I was, um, physics, was, physics don't it, apply to you. Wasn't it somebody else's bike? Yeah, it wasn't even my bike. Okay. <laughs> I think I remember semi the context at the very least but i don't know if we want we don't need to go into that we don't need to get into semantics about that no (laughs) i guess short 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 answer was chris for some reason jumped off a bike and broke his fucking wrist when he hit the ground yeah Yeah. i broke my thumb and i broke my uh ulna (laughs) well i've never broken anything um do you want to start no I've also broken a rib. Oh, you can go to that. I, I'll I'll do mine after Cheyenne's, but um, I got two. I got two pretty stupid ones. Um, I mean, like besides just like scraping my knees and stuff, I didn't really get that hurt as a kid. The only thing that I can think of that comes to my mind is when I sneezed and I busted a bunch of capillaries in my eye, and so my the white of my eye was hello, like it was red. I had a white. I mean, I had red where my whites yeah, should have been. That's not like an injury, though. Really, right? No, I mean, it didn't... You ever got any really it, bad it, paper cuts or something? You never cut yourself looked, with a knife? It looked super cool. Because, you know. Uh, that must no. have been one hell of a sneeze. Oh, I have burned myself on an autoclave at work. A what? Um, an autoclave. It's, uh, it's this big, like, picture a giant, like, oven that has like a metal door that like seals and it like it fills it fills with pressure and steam and it it um you know decontaminates all of our media and the stuff that we get bacteria on like all the stuff that we use like all of our trash and stuff goes in the autoclave and so i was opening the door one time and it's super hot 121 degrees celsius and uh I, oh my and god I, I touched my I touched my arm like my forearm to That's... the door on accident and it burned. I was like two seconds. It burned immediately. Does that count? That's like 
That's over 200 Ooh. degrees Fahrenheit for sure. Yeah, it's super hot. Obviously, that's, I mean, it's got to kill... That's over boiling temperature for water, it's gotta right? kill. It's got to kill bacteria. Wait, boiling no. point of water is 100 degrees yeah, Celsius. Yeah, so you said it was what? 100 what? 121. So, yeah, way over. Never mind, yeah. Um, It's got to be hot. I mean, it's got to kill bacteria, you know? So... It kills most things, right? I think it kills a lot of things. Viruses, people, you know. People. <laughs> Viruses, people... You know, if you if you were in one, you'd die. <laughs> yeah, you'd probably instantly die. Yeah. Well, not instantly, but you would die very fast. Yes. You you wouldn't be able to take a breath without burning your lungs. Mm-mm. Oh. And God. I'm always I'm always that. nervous of them because God. we keep we have to do trainings and stuff to make sure that we stay safe during our job. And one of the trainings was on the autoclave, and they were like, "It can explode," and I was like, "It can do what now?" It can explode. Oh, yeah. Speaking of explode, you guys saw that thing I sent you, right? Well, yeah, you, you responded to me. But oh, we'll yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so what's your dumbest injury? Because I don't know if that's really dumb, but I actually um, hit the door. The only bone I've ever broken was in my foot, on the le- on my left foot, on the outside of my left foot. I was at a baseball game. I think it was my brother's baseball game at the, wi- at the Whisk. And I started... I just started running on the sidewalk and my just my my foot just went yeah no and I literally just fucking crumpled to the ground and fucking chipped a bone on the left side of my foot. <laughs> oh. it, no, yeah, my foot just said no. Oh, but that hurt like sh- like a bitch. Yeah, it hurt like a motherfucker. <laughs> and I, sp- it's burned into my skull. It happened right before you would get to a set of bleachers. And some older like middle aged lady was like, "Ah, you're fine. Get up." <laughs> that's not that bad and i was like fuck you it hurts awful oh good just <laughs> some random fucking person because i was on the ground like oh shit i think i was probably 12 or 13 wow. oh being a baby i mean I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna say i have an amazing pain tolerance but i wouldn't just look over at a teenager that's screaming on the ground and be like ah get up you're fine I would. I would have zero regard. Yeah. Damn that and old I lady. Just had, I had to limp all the way like four or five fields down to where my fucking family was <laughs> and then get in the goddamn car. By the time I got down there, my foot was already blue. Oof. It yeah. was hella broken. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, oh, I'm fine. It doesn't fine. matter. It's all good. <laughs> just fuck me, I guess. <laughs> I, I have no idea how it happened. It was just flat concrete. I didn't trip. My ankle just decided to roll itself over. Just no, mm-hmm. for no reason. Wow. In the middle of running straight. Wow. Yes. Uh, it's a feat. Yeah. It was a freak accident, I would say. Uh, <laughs> I guess my second dumbest thing was racing my stepbrother on a bicycle and my right foot slipped off the pedal and it did with such force that my whole leg my knee just went straight into the concrete and then the bike just kept going for probably 10 or 15 feet uh. and it dragged my knee for you know that whole time right on in, on the the asphalt or the concrete somehow and then it fell this way onto me so then i was my whole right leg was pinned under the bike mm. that hurt like a motherfucker that was really bad. Like, cheese grated my knee. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the worst going... part, though, the worst part about that was when it when it had scabbed over, it I took, to... like, a month for me I... to be able to not to, like, to be able to straighten my leg out. 
and it not hurt like a motherfucker. I was going to ask how much skin knee. you have had left on your knee. <laughs> Somehow that. the hair's grown back, and I can't really see the scar that much anymore. Um, it was when I was in fifth grade, so how old were we in like fifth grade? Probably 10, 11, 10? I think so. Yeah. You start school when you're five and you turn six in kindergarten, right? As long as you know you're on pace with a normal person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'd be... I'd, I'd say probably 11. Sure. Probably 11. Um, but yeah, that's shit. That fucking hurt. <laughs> yeah, the, the worst part was just having to be in... I, I had to, um... I, I had to keep, like, putting alcohol and shit on it to keep it clean. Because it was a huge, like, palm-sized scab. Mm-hmm. Like, on my knee. But yeah, the worst part was it constricting and, like, when I would straighten my leg, because if I had it stretched out and my knee was bent, it was fine. Because that's where the, that's how the scab formed. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, stretched like that, right, over my stretched skin. And then when you stretch your leg out, you condense all that skin and it's not stretched anymore. So the hard scab was, like, being pushed together. It hurt so bad. Mm -hmm. I had to walk around like limping because I couldn't bend my knee without it hurting. <laughs> I remember that was the worst oh, part. I for like a month. <laughs> I got one more real quick. So I used to rollerblade all the time, and there was a super steep hill in my neighborhood, and I decided that I was good enough to go down this hill by like just going straight on the rollerblades. Right? I ended up. <laughs> You know, there's rocks and stuff on gravel. It wasn't smooth. Ended up tripping. And then I rolled down the rest <laughs> of the hill. <laughs> and then I had to get home and I was hurt. My knees, it was really just my knees, but I felt like winded all over, right? And so I go home and my I had jeans on that day. And it ripped through the denim of the jeans to my skin. and my So my knees were bleeding and my jeans were ripped on both knees. And I go up to my mom and I'm like, Mom, I hurt. And she's like, eh, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing my story brought that back to your mind. Yeah. 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 You're, that random lady being like, all right, get up. You're all right. My mom I was still, like. It's burned into my skull, eh. that bitch. <laughs> I was like, my je- the jeans literally ripped. Like, I was just like in shock that she was like, eh, you're all right. Like. <laughs> the hardest fall I ever had outside Chris, do you remember this one time me, you, and Jake were walking in the woods in our neighborhood, behind our neighborhood, and I, I don't remember what happened, but I think somehow I tripped on a stick, and I fell like, it was like a small drop, right? Just a small <laughs> drop off, and I just went, boom, just right on my fucking chest, straight down the oh, ground. Fuck. Did you lose your air? Oh, definitely. I was winded. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Knocked the wind Jake was behind me. Chris was in front of me, so he probably only saw the aftermath. I saw the but aftermath. I, I didn't see him yeah, fall. I, yeah, oh. I think a stick like caught itself on like my shoelace or something like that. Because there was a lot of brush. Like, like yeah, we were like in the woods, like yeah. straight up in the woods. Um, or like when I bent my foot back, there was a stick that like hoot, touched my 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 toes or my foot or just straight up tripped my ass. And I fell, like, there was a small drop. It was, like, only two or three feet drop, but it wasn't, like, just straight on the ground. There was an added drop. <laughs> and I just fell flat on my chest. Mm. Oh, man. I, I I just remember being, like, Jake being like, oh, my God, oh, my God, are you okay? And then just I being went, like, <coughs> yeah, I'm good. Just give me a minute. 
so hard to breathe when you get the wind knocked out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. I do have another one. Yeah. When I was in eighth grade, um, I was in the Boy Scouts. I was hoping you would tell this. Tell the story? Uh-huh. Um, so, Matt wasn't there th- that night, but if you know this guy named Roy, who he went to high school with... Yeah, I know him. I don't think Cheyenne knew him. Okay, well, Roy was there this night. Roy who? I don't know his last name. I just know... <laughs> I don't remember He, his he last was name. a guy that was at... He was a couple years under us. Yeah. He no, also I just w- happened to be in Chris and I's algebra class one year. Yeah. No, I probably don't know him. Anyway... Um, so I was at the Boy Scouts and we were staying at Fort Eustis. So, so, um, like we would sleep in a, uh, barrack and the way that the, uh, soldiers have their barracks set up there is they have a bed on the top bunk and on the bottom bunk is a desk so they can like do paperwork. It sounds almost like a dorm room also. Yeah. It's basically like that. So, um, I toss and turn a lot in my sleep. So what happened was I rolled off the top bunk and I woke up and I was like, I'll I'll say I was falling and I was falling. Mm -hmm. So I was completely in the air, but I woke up about, you know, eight or 10 inches above the desk, like the corner of the desk. Like I woke up right there and I, yeah. And I flinched like shit. And um, because I flinched, it didn't hit my eyeball, like my my left eye socket. Oh my god! But I could take my glasses off. I have a scar from here. You can see like in the light right here. Oh my god! Yeah. Shane, you from, didn't know this. How did you? I didn't know. know I didn't know this. It goes from right here, from the top of my the bridge of my nose, all the way up. All the way up your forehead. Holy yeah. shit! I did not know that. So that desk like split my face open. And then I not. You could have lost your eye. Yeah, well, uh, he's lucky he didn't break his orbital. My bone. neck, <laughs> because I, yeah, I landed on my yeah, head also. from the top yeah. bunk. Yeah, like, you definitely could have been dead. Yeah, like the floors of the barrack were linoleum. Yeah, concrete. So probably hard, concrete. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> unconscious. So what happened? Like the way I experienced it was, I, I knew I hit the desk like thump. It was like thump thump, and then I woke up from the ground. Like in just a huge pool of blood, and I thought yeah, I broke head my nose. Wounds bleed a lot. Like what I thought happened was I broke my nose, so I thought all this blood was from my nose. I didn't know I had a cut on my face. Yeah, you probably weren't a hundred percent mentally there. No concussion. Yeah, I did have a concussion. I spent the the whole like this happened at like two in the morning, and it was like February ish. Mm. And um, I was sleeping in my fucking boxers. So after this, I, I all I could do was just like call out for help. And Roy was the first person who woke up and saw me. Like <laughs> blood fucking everywhere. He realized I need to get an adult. <laughs> you he... probably haunt his nightmares. <laughs> Roy actually like used to say that uh, he saved my life. He kept. Oh, he kept it's probably that. true. You probably yeah. would have bled out. <laughs> it's, it's not wrong. He um got a spare T-shirt. It was a clean T-shirt that he hadn't worn. Well, he, allegedly it was clean. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly I, I it was clean. I'm I'm I, I'm gonna say it was clean. 
I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I would hope if you were in the Boy Scouts, he would be smart enough to know to grab at least a clean shirt to wrap your I'm, head in. Yeah. I, he says that he saved your life. That still gets me. Well, I mean, he, he got an adult, and he also got a shirt, like a clean shirt from his bag, and put it on my head. <laughs> and Wow, so helpful. And he, he was just like, I just remember him, dude, you're going to need stitches. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no idea. <laughs> and I he ended could, up getting... I was going to say, he, he probably could have seen your I skull. I got 50 stitches. Yeah, you could. Is what that's the story. You could see my skull. Because <gasps> it went all the way to the How bone. How come you didn't think of that first? That the would be story? the first story that I go with. Yeah. Because well, that. But I would. I wouldn't have thought that that was a stupid thing I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, he was didn't choose to roll off the bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like a mistake that he made. Like yeah, jumping off a fucking bike. Yeah, <laughs> but if we're gonna talk about gruesome stories, here we go. That's the one. <laughs> I did have oh, a concussion, good. and it was a thing. I got 50, 50 stitches. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I, I don't have anything that bad. I've never had stitches, either. I haven't, either. I also, I didn't even get a fucking cast for my foot. I just had a little boot. Yeah, they can't yeah, they really do, do much for feet. feet. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, sorry about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, had a ca- Chris had a cast on his hand when he broke yeah. his wrist. Oh, yeah. Like, they when can I broke do, my wrist, they, and it was my thumb, so they had to have both of them. Yeah, like. they can do all kinds of stuff to submit. They can't do anything for your foot or your toes or anything. It's bullshit. They can't. They can't do it. It's fine, though. I didn't have to worry about not not bathing it for a month. True. <laughs> or itching. Itching. Oh, man. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine that. But the arm cheese you get to scratch off later. Oh no! Oh no! Arm cheese. Oh, that's nasty. Oh, that's nasty. I wonder if that's on the black market. Yeah, real quick, I want to touch on something that uh, (laughs) that I uh, saw today on my way home from work. Um, Just almost home, and I saw some fucking smoke uh, coming up the road, and then I was like, "Oh shit!" There's something on fire. Thought it was a building. Thought it was like the Bojangles or something. And then, unfortunately, it was not the Bojangles. It happened It happened to be a garbage truck just on fucking fire. The, the cabin was, and the back of the cabin was on fire. When I was, like, maybe a football field away, it, like, had a huge, went, like, I wouldn't say it exploded, but it went, like, poof, and just absolutely just started engulfing itself. And the two guys were standing, like, maybe 15, 20 feet away when it was just a gentle blaze and then it when it did that they were like fuck this and then just started lo- just started walking away they just started walking down the road <laughs> but yeah oh no God. shit is just fucking they're engulfed just, in flames and they're then like, like nah. 25 minutes later when i was walking the dogs i heard another fire engine coming so i'm assuming it, it, that it is completely just destroyed um i was very surprised to see that a a uh, police officer or someone was directing traffic, but they were still just letting cars pass right by it, one lane away from it. Hmm. I'm like, that shit could explode. Why are you letting them just drive right next to it? What What happens if the gas tank explodes and throws shrapnel through their car? Too bad for you. Yeah, how about go around? Sorry. But, yeah, that was interesting. Something you don't see every day or usually ever. Ooh. Yeah, hopefully yeah. So. not ever. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was uh, very strange. But uh, on that note, on that strange note, yes. I guess we've got some strange things we want that we're going to talk about today, actually. Um, so, what's up and welcome to the Dirty as Hell podcast. I'm Matt and I'm joined by Cheyenne and Chris. Jake is dead this week. Yep. Uh, rest in peace. So, yeah, rest in peace. Um, but uh, speaking of what we were going to speak of, uh, I was really floundering to kind of figure out something to talk about this week and... I didn't want to just do another fucking ranking, especially if one of us was going to be dead or something, because mm-hmm. uh, I like all four of us to be here if we're going to yeah. do something like that. Um, so I'll be completely honest. I was listening to another podcast, um, and I had an idea based on one one thing that they were talking about. So we will get to it, but it was um, what we're going to talk about is we're going to explore some uh the origins and the origin like the original tellings if there is just one maybe for some of these there's hundreds of different iterations um Mm -hmm. but we're going to talk about some of the origins of some really popular fairy tales or like urban legends i don't know most of these are probably just fairy tales um and uh we're going to end with a with a segment that i finally kind of thought of a really really shitty name for a few episodes ago and it was when cheyenne was dead um i had chris and jake guess uh the locations of where some mythical creatures hail from Mm -hmm. and uh i'm calling this segment right now until i find a better name for it mythical mystery i don't know if it's that's still pretty stupid uh couldn't think of anything better okay um but it's better than just saying it's that one segment so <laughs> at least it has a name it has a name for now um so yeah we're gonna do we're gonna do that um but first we're gonna get cheyenne with the news heck yeah welcome to the nightly nerdy news i'm your leader for tonight cheyenne um so i've only got a few um stories tonight and i'm gonna add one last minute that i'm not sure if anybody cares about except for nope, me i don't care but I'm gonna start. I'm gonna st- well. Uh, I'm gonna start with the one that I'm adding ad lib because I didn't actually write it down. But Simone Biles backed out of the. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, she stepped down from the team gymnastic um, event today, um, which everybody's saying cost us gold. Um, which she is the best gymnast in the world, but but the. It but cost the, us a guaranteed gold. We yeah, still, ha- still could have sh- won. We still could have, yeah. But we held on to second place. We got silver. The Russian, um, the Russian committee, the Russian Olympic committee, because Russia, as a nation, can't actually compete in the Olympics until 2024. I don't know if you guys knew that. Mm, yeah. Um, mm, they got weird. banned um, for, until 2024. So. Uh, uh, the Russian athletes, as long as they weren't involved in the drug use, um, they can they can compete under an Olympic flag. So they're called the ROC, the Russian Olympic Committee Commission, or something. Anyways, so they won gold today. Um, Simone Biles stepped down due to mental health issues, and she said she's going to step back and evaluate if she's going to continue at all, because she also has individual and... Um, like individual performance um yeah this Olympics. was she, she dropped out of the team based one yes so, so still she's still qualified singles. and still is 
on the docket, I guess you would say, for the individual uh, competitions, but she said that she's going to reevaluate and uh, decide on Wednesday if she's going to compete on Thursday. Um, so we're still not sure if she's going to compete anymore at all. Um, anyway, so I've been watching the Olympics, so I thought I'd add that. Um, Dead Space is getting rebuilt by Motor Studios. Um, the trailer was released for EA Play 2021. That's Quote, cr- trailer. Chris's yeah, it's realm. Talk about it, Chris. Go for it. I'm optimistic. I want to see more than what their quote-unquote trailer shows. <laughs> I mean... It's a remake, so Teaser? they don't really need to show more, do they? Yeah, they do. If that was the only thing you saw until the game came out, I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't sway you either way. You're right. Just just knowing that they're going to take my favorite game... Well, it's actually my favorite game. Officially? I don't know. It's 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 up there. It might be. It might be. Um, I just hope we they... can go back and check the tapes. Yeah. <laughs> They just need to um, stay true to what it what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Not go just too rebuild it and don't try to reimagine shit. Just rebuild. Yeah. It. That's all. Like maybe improve on what the other one failed to do well. Like mm-hmm. maybe take that and. You'd so you'd like you'd like to see some quality of life improvements? Yeah, of course. Maybe update it a little bit, make it mm-hmm. a little less clunky. Yep. I, my thoughts on this is I don't think this game is old enough for a rebuild. Um, maybe an HD remaster, like a, a real one. Sure. Not a not so a. You not think just it's an okay with that at a minimum. So you, you're saying that if you picked up the original Dead Space, well, you can for, still play the game. Yes, yeah, to you say still it's still it. enjoyable. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, like it's actually I, a really good game. Still, it's not like. See what this is going to be. They're they're saying like this is a remake on the scale of like Resident Evil two and three, which is bullshit. Those games are totally different. Now, they they rebuilt them into a third person action horror game instead of a fucking you know that. I mean, what was the original like? Like, what is that even? What is that style? The stationary camera thing. Yeah, like stationary. Yeah, abs- Yeah, exactly. It was a totally different game. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's called, but yeah, I agree. Um, but did you want to take a second to uh, update on the nerd space front for this, Chris? Or did you want to? You want me to do it? I don't know. I mean, we. I may decide to talk about um, Dead Space and shit instead of um, Metal, Gear. Metal Gear Solid. But I mean, I haven't heard from Jake whether or not he's okay. He's cool with that, but. I mean, I don't think you would mind, else. but I, I think it would be a much easier thing to talk about. It I, may like, be. I can't even wrap my head around with the limited knowledge I have and only playing Metal Gear Solid Five. Just trying to explain what that game is, I can't <laughs> even wrap my head around trying to explain it to people or like what you would, how you would even go about it. So I don't know, but there's a possibility <laughs> that the Nerd Space could be instead of Metal Gear Solid could be Dead Space. So just so everybody's aware. Um, The next piece of news I have is The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf is releasing August 23rd. That's the animated... uh, Same studio that makes Castlevania. Mm -hmm. Guy who voices Hector, voices Vesemir. 
Mm-hmm. The guy who voices Dracula is also in it. I think he's Vesemir's master. Fucking hype. So hype. It's gonna be good. Looks badass. Um, something else that seems cool, because I'm gonna move on from that. Sorry. Um, wow. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Talk about who cares, right? Jeez. I care. And we've, we've talked about it before. We've talked about Vesemir and Yeah. Yeah, we that. have. And um, I'll touch on it in a minute, because I've got the August releases. Yeah. Um, also, Battlefield Portal is coming to Battlefield 2042, um, and so I kind of looked into this because I was kind of like, "Is it just a mashup of Portal?" But I don't think it has anything. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with Portal. <laughs> I think you're right. It might not have anything to do with Portal. It doesn't. Oh I looked it up. God. It's basically oh a sandbox builder for Battlefield, so you can. Yeah, it's, it's Forge. It's it's Forge. I don't know what that is, but you can Forge like is add. From Halo. You can add like all the cars. You can add like your own settings to the map. You you know you can build your own yes. thing. You can make everybody have knives. Yes. With, or it's, it's it, sorry defibrillators. I ahead. thought it was funny. Anyway, so it sounds pretty cool, and it's going to be in Battlefield twenty forty two. Yeah, I think it looks cool. Uh, honestly, just that really sold me on at least just. I, I was probably going to get the game anyway, but I'm definitely going to get it now. Mm-hmm. Um, because it it now it really opens up possibilities for people to make maps, make their own maps using um, assets, updated assets from previous battlefields, like m- the World War Two battlefield, the World War One battlefield, the older battlefield like two and three, and Bad Company I think as well. So they've got updated HD assets and classic maps mm-hmm. from those games. So you can mash them all together if you want. Your battlefield, your rules. <laughs> yep, and you can yeah, yeah, you make your own game types. But yeah, it for people that have played Halo 3 and newer, it's Forge, it's basically Forge where you create your own map using assets and stuff that they give you and your own game types and shit. Like Forge is what gave us like zombies in not zombies the game i mean like zombie the game type in Mm -hmm. or infected sorry infected um and it it, yeah it it's it's gonna be cool it's gonna be cool it it will i'm interested too yeah do you play all the other battlefields too chris yeah i've well not all the other ones i didn't um play the most recent release the battlefield five yeah wasn't into it Mm-hmm. I thought we 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 played it, right? We did play it some, but like, it's got a bunch of d- different DLCs, and they've been like updating it. Yeah, a, we have a whole not. Lot play, we didn't I've... play that one anywhere near as much as like four or yeah, three. Exactly, we played it or for Bad like Company Two. Ten God hours, damn, that was a great bad. game. So the last little piece of news I have, I say little lightly, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure we've touched on Activision slash Blizzard Incorporated's whole. Um, not employee, this we haven't. not this specific thing but they've had other stuff going on with their employees was was blizzard the one that was doing like the pink slips that they were handing them out in mystery boxes oh fuck uh maybe i don't i can't remember exactly for sure okay anyway this is totally different though yeah this, this is, is this is a completely different subject i just thought it was the same company yeah, this is like workplace harassment and shit. yes so nearly 1,000 current and former activision blizzard incorporated employees have signed a letter calling the company's response to a recent discrimination lawsuit abhorrent and insulting last week the california department of fair housing and employment filed 
an explosive lawsuit against Activision Blizzard that alleged sexual discrimination, harassment, and retaliation. In response, Activision Blizzard spokesman called the allegations false and distorted. A subsequent email from Activision executive Francis Townsend described the suit's claims as factually incorrect, old, and out of context. Um, but dozens of current and former employees, particularly at Irvine, California-based subsidiary Blizzard Entertainment, have come out on social media and supported the lawsuit's claims and shared their own allegations of discrimination. Internally, some Blizzard employees have been fuming and pushing back against what they see as legitimate grievance against the company's culture. So, all yeah, that the... is not the response you want to hear from no. your company when you have mo- when you have multiple harassment grievances make public news that his, is not the stance his description is old quote unquote it's yeah. old like it's old news we used to discriminate but we don't do that anymore but you do because all of your employees say that you do specifically female and people of color so yep wow. but not- that's insane and i hope that the letter the letter, if you want to look it up, is yeah. is posted. You can read the whole um, letter that the employees sent um, to Activision. But um, I really hope that it it goes somewhere because that's ridiculous. They don't deserve to be treated that way or belittled because that's belittling to me. Oh, it's, you know, out of context. It's old, you know. So... Hopefully that gets sorted. Yeah. We'll follow that um, a little bit. But that's it for the Nightly Nerd News. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you tomorrow night. All right. Tomorrow night. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's it for the news. Uh, Chris, did you have any comments, though, on that? It was just, it's fucked up. I'm... Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't. What else is there to say about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I, I think it's finally time that we get some game developer union going because um a lot of it a lot of like this the shit like i remember when i was in high school and and stuff like i was i thought that i would want to be a game developer in some capacity or something like that right yeah be in the game industry i quickly uh when doing research um i quickly decided that that is not for me um and i was very terrified that it would actually make me dislike games games and become very jaded about them uh based on many stories that i had read from uh not chief advisors or people that are you know actually making real money and you know i'm talking about the the people that are being driven into the ground the people that are actually making the games working 80 to 90 hour weeks every week sleeping in their fucking office and, and simply because if they don't the next guy will get hired instead Mm-hmm. And they'll get fired. Uh, and the fact that a lot of a lot of these companies just outsource a lot of the work to mm-hmm. hire on. They'll they'll start a game, and then when they reach a certain point in development where they really need to power through, or and then I'm not even talking about crunch, which is fucking terrible, by the way. Um, I mean, just look at CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so yeah, um, but like they also will outsource a lot two people and you'll have a job for a couple months and then the game launches and all those people are just fired or, or, or let go and they move on to another project at some other company um, and you're, you're not technically 
required to work those hours, right? But yeah. you're going to be culturally guilted to, to do it on basically threat of you losing your job mm-hmm. or if you ever want to move up or anything like that. Yep. You know, that that's just, that's how it is. And that's not, it, it's a very, very toxic uh, environment for a lot of people to work at. And most, it, I, I want to say a lot of the AAA companies, especially ones that are owned by big businesses now. Yeah. It's bad. It's really bad. Um, and there's nothing they can do unless they unionize. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, there's nothing. There's nothing you can do. So, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, terrible. But uh, anyway, we're going to uh, move on to the August releases real quick because this will be the first episode that comes out in August. Woo! Um, so I'm going to start with the games. So on uh, August 10th for PC and Xbox Series X, we've got Lawn Mowing Simulator. Ooh. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that's real. Just yep. go out and mow your own lawn. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, then we've got August 13th coming to Xbox Series X and Xbox One with Game Pass and also being able to just purchase it. You've got Hades finally getting their co- its console release. Um, and then a Civilization-like clone... Coming out on August 17th to PC and Stadia. Uh, we've got Humankind, which I've been looking at a lot on Steam. It looks very interesting. I'm going to let the game come out. Um, and see how kind it's of received. See how it's received, yeah. Um, uh, the next game on the list, uh, August 19th for PC and Xbox One, is that game 12 Minutes. The game oh. with uh, like Daisy Ridley and yeah. I think it has Willem Dafoe in it too, or something that one like looked, that. That one looked really good. That yeah, was just, in the it E3. takes place all overhead in one room. Mm-hmm. I think Very it can play out so many different ways story, based on different. Yeah, yeah, really heavy story based. But game. it's like a twelve minute game that you can play over and over again and get a ton of different. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that one. Um, August 20th for PS5 and PS4, we've got Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Yoo! I'll be getting that. With the new, uh, the new Eco Island, uh, expansion and a bunch of new features and stuff like that. Uh, the same day, August 20th, we have, uh, to everything but Switch, we've got Madden 22. Yeah, I can't wait for that shit. Um, (laughs) And then August 24th, everything but the Switch, we've got that Aliens Fireteam Elite game Woo. that we'll probably uh, forget about in, like, two days. After yeah. the ga- the hour after the game's release, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, August 25th, something I know Cheyenne's actually pretty excited about, to uh, PC, Xbox Series X, and Xbox One, Psychonauts 2. <gasps> yes! Ga- game Pass as well. This is on um, Game Pass release. I'm super excited. I already have it pre-downloaded. Nice. Damn. <laughs> I am... Hello. It's a month excited. away. I know, but I don't care. <laughs> I have it for the original Xbox upstairs, and I'm very excited for it. And actually, it was on my list to do for uh, Forgotten Classics, the ending segment that we do sometimes. But I don't think it's forgotten anymore. Yeah, I don't think it's very forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's it for the uh, the games that I wrote down. I mean, sure, obviously that's not everything. Thousands of games come out all the time, a month, every day. So, yeah. Yeah. Those are the big ones. The quote big ones. Um, I've got three movies. Uh, August, they're not in any, uh, they're actually in uh, descending order. Uh, we've got August 27th, uh, 
I, this is the only other... I've only put this one on here because I saw tr a trailer for it, or trailers, uh, while watching TV. Uh, Candyman, I guess. Mm. Looks like it's a horror movie yes, coming they're, out. They're remaking it. Ah, from, yes, okay. It's it's the original... Well, it's a remake of the original Candyman. Okay, because I had thought I had heard about this before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, August 23rd. Uh, the Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf's coming out. Let's go, Netflix. Ooh. Can't fucking wait. Sorry for stealing uh, your thunder on that one. I added. No, it it's okay. Um, and then August sixth, which is in about a, what two weeks, week and a half. Yeah. It'll be next next go next Friday. Yeah. So by the time this comes out, it'll be in like four days. Uh, Suicide Squad. Yay! I'm gonna go Looks, see that. Uh, in the I, I God, I hope it. If there's no way it could be worse, right? Oh, speaking <laughs> of theaters. It's, I'm it, going to well, see Snake Eyes, but whatever. Snake? Oh. Why? Snake Eye? Yeah. The G.I. Joe's. The G.I. Joe's. The G.I. Joe origin story about a yeah. character you know nothing about? Yes. <laughs> okay. She's going to learn. Cool. Yeah. Sure. Anyway. Yeah, I watched Jeremy John's review on it, and he fucking took a shit all over it. Oh, good. Anyway, uh, Suicide <laughs> oh, <good>. Squad. <laughs> Suicide Squad's the one that I'll see in theaters also. Yeah. All right. Um... How I'm kind of hype about Suicide Chinese? Squad, though. How am I doing that? Let me let me in, oh let, let you in on a little secret that I have. Okay, it's so funny. I have Regal Unlimited. There we go. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I again, can see yeah, as many Squad. movies as I want for one low price a month. <laughs> I'm about to delete your audio and just talk over you. I'm just going to delete this section. So nobody will know if you're actually speaking right now or not. Oh, okay. Um, so, yes. Suicide Squad comes out directed by the guy who directed Guardians of the Galaxy. So we will see. How it is. We will see. I wonder if it'll be fun like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, lo it looks like they're making fun of a lot of really stupid characters. Oh. I mean, Polka Dot Man is in this. Polka who? Dot Man. Polka Dot Man. Okay. Yeah, you don't know that guy? Come on. Uh, no. Come on, Cheyenne. You don't know the greatest... No. I can't even... I've never heard of him either before this. Oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> I was like... I've only seen him in the trailers. He literally has a suit that's white. It looks like a fucking Twister suit. You know that game? Mm-hmm. Twister? Yeah. Polka dot? With the white mat? Yeah. With the circles on it? Yeah. It looks like he's wearing that colorful dots and he, and all he over throws him. the he throws dots at people like a handful of them like glitter and it does yeah. random shit yeah yeah it, well. it's yeah but i'm almost certain that this movie is just to make fun of all these really stupid ridiculous characters so okay as long as it's not taking itself serious with these stupid ass characters like the other one it'll be okay probably <laughs> maybe we'll find I out do like I do like the line in the in the trailer when they're talking to this dude about how like all these things if he does he's gonna die and then Harley Quinn says if you have personalized license plates you die. That, that's pretty funny. It's really <laughs> stupid and really really Harley Quinn, but you know whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess it's time to finally get into this. Forty five minutes in, but awesome. I think we'll probably we'll probably blow through this. Honestly, I wrote twelve of these down. Um, I, if, if it's taking a long time, then I'll skip some, but I wrote 12 down thinking that we'll probably just get through it like that. So, okay. um, 
Alright, we'll start with an easy one. So yeah, what I want you guys to do is to try to guess the original like area of where these stories are from, where they originate from. Okay. Before we talk about it and see if you guys know what the original story is kind of like the gist of it. So when I was dead a couple episodes ago, when you guys did the ending segment, I played along and it was really fun. Okay. Well, if we're, it's, if it's going to be yet. if it's going to be like that. But is this yeah, going to yeah. be like that? Yeah, yeah, it can be like that. Yeah. So yeah, if you guys are listening, you guys can play along as well if you don't know. Uh awesome. Uh when we get to it, I'll get to the I'll tell you the one that kind of gave me this idea. I okay. added it to this. So I, I'm totally ripping off Fuckface for like five minutes of their episode this past week, but uh, it's okay. I went way deeper than they did. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was listening to it at work and I was like, oh, that would be that would be a cool, fun episode. Um, but yeah, we're hitting a lot of the pretty well-known fairy tales and stuff like that. So, all right. The first one I've got, it'll be probably a pretty easy one for at least the location. Um We've got uh, Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel. Anyone want to take a stab? Germany. At, at least the location. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty pretty easy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but do you know, like, kind of the original story, like, what it's more similar to? Like, how it goes? I'm not sure what you're asking exactly. I mean, I so know. So you know, the you know the like story. Americanized child version, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, where they, they follow, they leave the breadcrumbs, bread and yeah. yeah, and then they get, you know, they go to this witch's house, and she's gonna put them in her stew, and then they leave, right? They escape. Yeah. Yeah. By and then they follow the breadcrumbs back home. Right. Okay. So, do you guys know the original like Grimm's Tale version? Do they just get no. like baked alive and then eaten by the witch, and that's it? Fuck them. Well, so okay, so yeah, for this one, do you guys want me to this? Do you, you want me to just read the sure. the, the synopsis? Well, of the do you want tale? us to do you want us to make one up before you read the re- like the real one, like what we think it you would can be? if you want. I mean, this is the first one; it's supposed to be fairly straightforward. I mean, the the original version is not much different than the ch- the children's version. It's okay, all, it's just a lot more graphic. Okay, read the read the okay. Original. So we're gonna go off of the Grimm's tale, the Grimm's brothers story. Um, so Hansel and Gretel are brother and sister, uh, pair whose, whose, uh, stepmother decides to leave them in the forest, uh, when there is a famine. Uh, her main purpose is that they get lost and the, uh, family has enough to eat. So that's pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they overhear their stepmother and gather white pebbles that they strew to find their way back. Uh, the stepmom casts them out a second time and this time they aren't so lucky uh, they keep rum- roaming and uh, reach a witch's house made of gingerbread and cake. Parentheses, mm-hmm. the only part of the story where you don't want to puke. <laughs> okay. It says, uh, the witch is a cannibal who eats children who cross her way. Uh, she intends to eat Hansel and Gretel too. However, they outsmart her and burn her alive in her own oven. Uh, there, uh, a child's tale full of cannibalism, child murdering mothers, witch burning, witch burning children. Nice. So that's that one. Pretty straightforward. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of these will fall back to the, the Grimm's tales if there isn't like so a lot. A lot of them do originate from from those um, yeah. because the, the Grimm's brothers' tales take a lot of old old ass like folklore and stuff and 
turn them into stories, you know, back in, I don't even remember when they, when, when did they write or come up with these stories? Like, it was... Long time ago. Centuries ago, right? Yeah. I think I have the uh, copy of the Brothers Grimm, but not down here. So, yeah, that, that, that thing, I mean, their stories are very interesting, but Mm -hmm. for the most part, a lot of these, if there isn't an original version before the Grimm's Tales, like, one that's, you know, universally accepted, I guess, then we'll probably just fall back on that version. Uh, just so everybody's aware. Because uh, a couple good. of these have hundreds of different iterations. So if that's the case, we'll go to the Grimm's Tale. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so the next one I got is uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Mm. Anybody want to take a stab at this? I believe it's Russia. Apparently not. You want to take a Chris? stab, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say um, Sweden. Matt is texting and not paying attention. No, to I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not. He's looking it up. It's possible. It's possible I forgot to write this one down. Ah, uh, <laughs> Matt. Yes, I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay, it's an English story. England. Okay. So yes, the story was first recorded in narrative form uh, by English writer and poet Robert Southey. So there you go. There we go. Uh, But it was first published anonymously as The Story of the Three Bears in uh, 1837 in a volume of his writings called The Doctor. So in the original Goldilocks tale, she goes into the bear's house, eats the porridge, that one's too cold, that one's too hot, this one's just right. Well, the right? one you know, at least, right? Yeah. Yes. Or, yeah, the the colloquial, like, well-known yeah, the, one. Um, yeah, the children's version. We'll just call the the ones that are well-known as the children's family-friendly version. children's yeah. version, yes. And then, you know, she does a bunch of things like that, and then she goes upstairs, finds the just-right bed, and then the beers come home and are like, what are you... The bears. The bears come home and are like, what are you doing in our house? What is this thing in our house? And then they, and then she leaves. But obviously, if it's a grim fairy tale, it's much more grim. Well, this one we're going to use the original. So this one is not. This one does not come from the Grimm's Tale. Okay, so this um, is the original poet's version. Yeah, there's actually two versions of this story. Um, so the first version, uh, there are three bachelor bears uh, living together, and an old lady breaks into their home. She eats all their porridge, sits and breaks their chairs, and sleeps in their beds. When the three bears arrive, they startle her awake, and she jumps out the window, never to be seen again. <laughs> While the bears here are nice and hospitable, the old lady is a foul-mouthed, troublesome, interfering creature. All right. Okay. And then over the years, the old lady was replaced with a young girl, so that's then, the original. Instead of and three bachelors, it's a mom and dad it's, and it's baby bear. It's a family, bear. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. All right, the next one I have is uh, Sleeping Beauty. (gasps) No, that's Beauty and the Beast. Anyway, Sleeping Beauty, I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess France. Austria. (laughs) That's so... Okay, that's so specific. Um, hold on, I'm sorry. The, uh, so I had all of these, um, 
all the web pages saved. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one when I when I restored it, it does not have the page with uh, with all the information about their specific location. So I'm sorry, I'm looking it up again. I apologize. Wow. Um, but yeah, this one is actually a German story. Oh, Germany again. And well, oh hold on, it says uh, there's actually. I'm sorry. There's a French title and a German title. So I was close. That's interesting. Uh, it originated in France in 1528, though. So, yes, Cheyenne was correct. Well Sorry. Done, Sorry for the juke there. So, in the children's story, we know that Sleeping Beauty is cursed by a fairy. Uh, that when she touches a spindle on her 18th birthday, she'll fall into a deep sleep until she finds true love's kiss, right? So they burn all the spindles in the whole town. But, you know, fairy magic. So she finds a spindle. She touches it. She goes to sleep. Um, and Prince Charming comes, kisses her, well, sorry, beats the dragon protecting the castle, and then kisses her, and she's awake, and they live happily ever after. So, yeah, the, uh, earliest known versions of this story, though, traces back to 1330, by the way. Dang. Um, what, it was, uh, first, um, published in 1634. Wow. So... Almost 300 years of the story's existence wow. before it was published. Just kind of like word of mouth existence. Yeah. Um, so what we've got here, uh, again, two different versions. I'm sure one of them is the version that we know. Uh, the first version, uh, everything is nice and happy and the princess wakes up when the prince kisses her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't. that's not the end. Uh, the prince has an ogre for a mother. Oh. Uh, now he knows his mother will never accept the princess. Uh, it says in parentheses, Jocasta complex, perhaps. <laughs> uh, and he carries on his affair in secret. The princess has borne him a son and a daughter. Uh, when the time for the prince to ascend the throne arrives, he brings his family to the castle. The ogre mother banishes the princess and the children to the forest and orders the cook to cook them and serve them as her lunch. Wow. Uh, what, on day one, the cook replaces the boy with a lamb. Uh, the girl is placed by uh, replaced by goat meat on day two. The ogre never realizes the difference uh, on day three. The princess, who is heartbroken over her children's deaths, death, offers to slit her throat, but the cook reunites her with her children and serves the ogre red deer, or hind, uh, cooked in sauce Robert, I'm assuming. It's, it's, I'm not going to read it. Sauce Robert. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the ogre soon finds out that he's been tr- that she's been tricked and prepares a tub filled with vipers and foul creatures. However, before she can punish the cook, the princess and children, uh, the prince arrives. Parentheses. No one knows why he disappeared for three whole days. <laughs> and the ogre throws herself in the tub and is consumed. Okay. Uh, now here's. Oh, okay. The second version is not the one we know. So here's the second the second version. Uh, <clears throat> if that wasn't gory enough, in version two, it is not a prince, but an already married king that visits the sleeping princess. He finds her alive and unconscious and well. Even in that state, she somehow arouses him. He rapes her and leaves. Uh, raped by the king, she is now pregnant and delivers twins all while sleeping. Uh, her little son sucks on her finger, and finally she awakens as oh he sucks God. the spindle's poison out. <gasps> Uh, he survives, though. I uh, guess it had to be inject- injected, not ingested. Yeah. Uh, she awakens and is confused on seeing her two children. 
She begins to care for them. <clears throat> One day, the lecherous king is in the mood for some more oh my God, somnophilia Ew. and visits the princess. Uh, she's awake, though, and uh, like a true... I have no fucking idea what that says. It's It, it says... It says, and like a true in parentheses, Ardish Nari. Do you know what that means? No. No idea what that means. Uh, forgives the king and accepts him. Uh, he stays for a few days and then goes back to his kingdom. His wife, however, well. suspects something amiss and realizes the king has been happily sleeping around. Infuriated, she asks Sleeping Beauty's um, children to be brought to the castle and to be and be cooked. However, the cook saves the day and hides the kids. Uh, she then orders Sleeping Beauty to be brought herself and burned alive. Uh, nice again. The king is missing from the scenario. Mm -hmm. uh, he saves Sleeping Beauty and burns his queen instead. They then marry and live happily ever after. Or at least till the king goes a-raping a once more. <laughs> God. Oh God. Jesus. That's terrible. Uh, I can see why... I can see why these versions aren't in the Disney movie. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder why. Yeah. 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 God. All right. So the next one I've got is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Mm. God damn it! It's another one that I have to look up off the fly. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go with Poland. I'm gonna say Germany. All right, hold on. I'm spitballing. I'm sorry. Yep, it is German. It is a 19th century German fairy tale or folk tale written by the Brothers Grimm. When so this was an original, German. an original Grimm's tale. So I, was her heart cut out in the original one? I don't know. Do you want to? Would you like to uh, explain to the audience and probably me who hasn't seen this movie in how old? How old am I? Twenty seven. Uh, Twenty three or four years. <laughs> yeah, I can give you a synopsis of the Disney film. Uh. <laughs> In the Disney film, Snow White is the fairest of them all, and the queen does not like that she's well, the, this one. Okay. the prettiest of them all. Um, so she has a hunter. She hires a hunter to take Snow White out into the woods to cut her heart out, to bring her is heart... Chris Hemsworth? No, to bring her heart back to the queen. Um, the, the hunter feels bad for Snow White, so she, he just lets her go and brings back some deer's heart or something to the queen to prove that Snow White's dead. And then Snow White wanders around the woods for a while. She finds a little hut that's all dirty. So she goes in there and she's like, I'm going to clean this place up. So she gets the forest animals and she starts cleaning up the this little hut. The seven dwarves come back from work and they're like, whoa, what's going on? And she's like, oh, I made you guys some food. Welcome back. And they're like, who is this lady? <laughs> anyway, they end up like, this you is a know, long synopsis. I'm sorry, accepting her. It's a long movie. Um, the, probably watch i bet it's like 60 minutes the evil queen um finds out that she's still alive poisons her uh prince charming has to come kiss her awake and they live happily ever after is he different than the different yeah than the hunter yes okay see this one in my brain always confuses me with i always get this one confused with sleeping beauty in my brain they're the same sleeping beauty is snow white in my brain oh no so I mean I guess they both get poisoned, they both had to be kissed awake. I can see where you get confused. Yeah. I mix I mix them up too. Boom. There you go. Alright, so 
Uh, I'm going to read the original version here. So, uh, the evil queen who is jealous of Snow White's beauty orders a huntsman to take her to the woods to kill her. Uh, yep, that's still pretty close. Okay, she orders him to return with her lungs and liver mm. so that she can relish it. Instead, the huntsman spares Snow White and brings the queen the lungs and liver of a boar. Oh, Snow White, meanwhile, reaches the home of the dwarves, and they let her stay if she cooks and cleans and keeps the house for them. The next day, can you stop float, throwing your arms in the air like we were arguing? Jesus. I know. <laughs> uh, the next day, the queen discovers the huntsman's deceit as the mirror still proclaims Snow White the fairest. Uh, the queen visits the home of the dwarves disguised and tries to tell, sell Snow White a lace bodice. A lace she, bodice? She, yeah, she ties she ties the laces so tight that Snow White faints. Mm. The queen thinks her dad and departs. You're a stupid bitch. <laughs> the, the dwarves come and revive her. The story repeats the second day when the queen uses a poison-laced comb to comb her hair. But again, she is saved by the dwarves. The queen then gives Snow White a poison-laced apple. As soon as she bites the apple, she falls into a death-like stupor. The, dwar- uh, the dwarves, thinking her to be dead, place her in a glass coffin. Soon, a prince passes by and is enchanted by her. He uh, orders his servants to take the glass coffin away, and the dwarves agree. Uh, when they are carrying the coffin, they stumble on on some roots. The coffin falls, and the piece of apple in Snow White's throat is dislodged. What the fuck? <laughs> and she wakes up. The prince is delighted, and they get ready for marriage. Okay, uh, the evil queen is invited too. Since yep. she doesn't know it is Snow White, the prince is getting married to. She visits them. Now Snow White reveals all the impul- the evil done by her. Uh, as punishment of her crimes, glowing hot iron shoes are brought before her, and she is ordered to wear them and dance until she drops dead. Jesus. <laughs> Snow White did not take any shit. Nice. That's actually not too different. It's not. It's not too different. Not it just took yeah. away the really brutal shit. <laughs> Until yeah. you drop I think I'm pretty sure that the evil queen was forgiven in uh, the original Snow White. Or the Disney Snow White. They forgave her. Like, yeah, I'm sure they did. probably did. And then that's when they decide... No, nah, I don't know. No, I'm going to fuck that up. They All dropped right. the coffin uh, and got then got it dislodges the chunk Rapunzel of Rapunzel is the next one. Ooh, Rapunzel. Rapunzel. So that's a newer Disney film that they made. I'm just going with the children's tale, though, because the one the one that Disney made is a little bit different than the well-known children's tale. So the children's tale for this one is that Rapunzel is locked in a tower since she was born. She grew up in this tower, this really tall tower. So she has super long blonde hair. Okay. And it's so long that it reaches the bottom of the tower. And then the prince comes one day and is like, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. And so she does, and he climbs up, and they get married. And that's all I remember about the original story. The original children's story. I know the Tangled version, which is a lot different. Um, She's stolen away as a baby and put into this tower um, for her magic hair, which I'm not sure is part of the original thing, but kind of the same concept she has really long magic hair this guy comes um gets her down from the tower and then they you know go on an adventure and fall in love and all that nice all right so do you guys want to guess did you guys already guess oh yeah germany germany 
Okay. So you're kind of right. Uh, the popularized version is is from the Grimm stories again. But the Grimm stories actually took this, the original tale, which was an Italian folk tale. Oh, Italy. Yes. We are both right. They, they took it and published it in 1812. So the first written version of this was German, technically. But it originated from Italy. But it originated, the original tale is from Italy. That's cool. So, um, yeah, so, it, and, yeah, so it says they actually adapted it, um, from a, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, so they, they adapted it from a French, a French version, which was influenced by an earlier Italian tale. Okay. From 1634. So what's the original so, tale? So, um, I'm gonna read, we can, I guess, I, uh, the version I have is the Grimm's Tale, right okay. here. Um, but I might, that's the only one I'm finding. I have a really long version right here in the, the Wikipedia that I probably won't read. Yeah, this is, I think it's also this one. Yeah, so, the popularized version, the modern version that we know is from the Grimm stories, so we'll just do that one, I guess. The other one, there's no real description about it. I think it's just inspired by that old tale. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say inspired, it was probably a tale about a lady with long hair in a tower, and that was probably it. Yep. And they were like, all right, we'll take that and we'll fucking I mean, kind of like Disney's new movie is kind of inspired by Rapunzel, but it's really not her story. Yeah, so, all right. So it says, uh, when Rapunzel is stuck in the tower, the prince visits her at night and gives her a small silk handkerchief uh, each night, which she can sew into a long rope ladder. Uh, they also have sexual relations, and Rapunzel is pregnant. Uh, the Wicked Witch discovers her secret when she accidentally asks the witch why her dress suddenly feels tight around the middle. In anger, she cuts off Rapunzel's hair and casts her off into the wilderness. Uh, meanwhile, when the prince comes to visit her that night, the witch hauls him up in, uh, using the severed hair. He is shocked to see the witch and jumps out the window. <laughs> the thorns below prick his eyes and he goes blind. He roams the wasteland and finally comes upon Rapunzel, who is the mother of his children. They reunite, and when he cries, his eyes are automatically healed. Yes, magic. Uh... So that's the original version. <laughs> okay. Well, a little bit different. Yeah, you think? He felt mm -hmm. eyes first and just some thorns. Worst way to fall. By some tears. Moral of that story is men can cry. Yeah, so um, here's here's a real quick one that's funny um, that we're not going to delve into real deep. Uh, the Frog Prince. Uh, oh, this one's kind of interesting. New in most versions, in most vision, yeah, most versions, the frog is kissed by the princess, and voila, he turns into a prince. However, in earlier versions, the princess throws the frog against the wall in disgust and beats him up until he transforms. <laughs> 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 That's how he was saved. Yep. <laughs> You're welcome for beating the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's an, another one that might be kind of easy to guess the location of, at least. Um, in, at least in my head. Um, I need to look it up again real quick. 
Uh, but yeah, it's uh, Little Little Red Riding Hood is the next one. Mm. Um, if you want to give us give a synopsis while I look up to. Uh, yeah, so the Little Red Riding Hood, at least the children's tale, because there's also horror movies made about Little Red Riding Hood now. Um, but the original children's tale is that there's this this girl that lives in a village. Her grandma lives in isolated in the woods, and uh, her grandma's sick. And so she has this basket of goodies, and she dons her red cape, red hooded cape, and she goes to into grandmother's house we go you know through the forest over the woods right um along the way uh she meets a wolf the wolf's like where are you going and she's like i'm going to my grandmother's house and he's like why don't you like hang out with me and she's like no i'm going to my grandma's house and so the wolf something about big teeth in there somewhere no that's later so the wolf like beats her to her grandma's house pushes her grandma into the closet ties her up you know dons the grandmother's get up and then the little girl walks in and she's like oh grandma you know wow what big teeth do you have and she's like oh for better to the to smiling you with and what big eyes you have what big ears you have and then he you know tries to eat her and the huntsman comes kills the wolf saves the grandma out of the closet yada 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 <laughs> i'm sure we could probably see where that's gonna go so yeah, Grim. I this, can see. I can there, see where the tale gets dark. This is one. This is one with vi- uh, many, many different versions. Um, there's at least twenty-five accredited versions of this story. Uh, there isn't a nailed-down specific area other than just it's a European folktale. So, oh. Okay. Yeah, it's not. It. Uh, it was again. There is a Grim version and and. Uh, also, a version written by Charles Perrault, or Peralt. I don't know how it's... I don't know what his nationality is, so... Probably Perrault. Uh, You're probably right. There probably. Um, but, yeah, so we're gonna read about this version right here that I have pulled up. Okay. Um, I'm assuming this one's also probably the grim version. Uh, after the wolf eats the grandmother, so now he eats, so everything's the same, except for he goes to the house and eats the grandmother. Okay. Uh, he leaves some of her meat and blood that he cooks and offers to Little Red Riding Hood. So basically, she eats her own grandmother. Dang. She is then ordered by the wolf, in the grandmother's disguise, to throw her clothes in the fire and come lay beside him. Oh. When, uh, Little Red Riding Hood realizes it is the wolf, uh, and that he will eat her. Uh, she makes an excuse and says she needs to go and poop. Oh. The wolf ties a string to her leg so she can't escape, but Little Red Riding Hood reties the string to an object and escapes. Hmm. That's it. Oh, no huntsman or anything? No. She can save herself. Okay, she's a strong woman. Yeah, good. So wait, they <laughs> burned her clothes off? And then she was. No, about to... no. He wanted her to burn her. Oh, okay. Her yeah, he wanted her to basically strip down and lay next to her before he ate her. And he was like, but she was like, and then she realized it was the wolf. Hey, I gotta take a like, dump. Uh, I gotta take a shit. Give me a second. <laughs> All right. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. You tie the string around your waist or around your ankle. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Now we're moving to the one that inspired this, and then after that, we're gonna get into the ones that are actually more interesting and maybe a little more grisly not not, so, not not that those before were not grisly no but uh they weren't grisly. so the next one this is the one that inspired me to do this and that is humpty dumpty 
I'm gonna guess. Would you guys like to take a stab at where this comes from, and what the origins of this story might be? I'm gonna guess English. Chris, I guess English, but I feel like it's maybe I feel like it's, that's a trick question. Maybe it's like a commentary on somebody that was living. Like it's a how I put it. Like a story about like I don't I, don't, I can't really say what I'm trying to say now. Like, okay, uh, like, so, like a guy about or something like that. Like they're co- yeah, like they're ta- yeah. they're talking shit in a, in this. Okay, and the, Cheyenne, what do you think that the story represents? Well, the, uh, the nursery rhyme. I was about to say in the colloquial version, it's not really a story. It's Mother Goose's nursery rhyme, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe in the colloquial. Yeah, yes, the, yes, it is. I'm yeah, sorry. the children. Yeah, it says it right here, written in 1902. Mother, Mother Goose. Goose story book by uh, William Wallace Denslow. Yeah. So Humpty sorry. Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the queen's uh-huh. horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Yes, that is the original. So, or that is this. I'm the, trying to. I sorry. know. I'm just trying to think of like what it could originally be about. I like Chris's guess. Like, it's about some fragile dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going with. I don't know. Okay. Well, the meaning behind this actually. Uh, comes from, and by the way, yes, it is English. It mm. is English. So, so it is suggested that from uh, from Professor uh, David Daub or Dabe or D- I don't know, uh, in the Oxford Magazine on the on February sixteenth, nineteen fifty six, that uh, Humpty Dumpty was a quote tortoise siege engine. An armored frame used unsuccessfully to approach the walls of the parliamentarily held, or sorry, parliamentary held city of Gloucester in 1643 during the siege of Gloucester in the English Civil War. Hmm. This is on the basis of a, con- a contemporary a- account of the attack, but without evidence that the rhyme was connected. The theory was part of an anonymous series of articles on the origin of nursery rhymes and was widely acclaimed in academia uh, but it was but it was derided by others as ingenuity for ingenuity's sake uh, and declared to be a spoof um, but it says the link was nevertheless popularized by the children's opera All the King's Men and was per- first performed in 1969 but supposedly Humpty Dumpty was a either a siege engine or a cannon that was on the wall and it fell off during the siege and they were not able to put it back together wow uh and uh, yeah so that is it 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 is most likely referring to some armament from a siege battle not actually that, kind of, that cost egg. them a battle yeah 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 it was a thing that that fell off the the wall and broke so it's very interesting <laughs> random Wow, that thing. is random. Um, but it makes the all the king's horses and all the king's men part make a lot more sense. Yeah, couldn't put Humpty together again. Yeah, yeah, and why an egg was sitting on a wall. Mm-hmm. Right? It's something, so. uh, an armament that's fragile, so they were like, ah, it broke like an egg. Yeah, so they're, yeah. Thought that was interesting, and it kind of is... spurred me to think about some of these other ones. So, 
Alright. Uh, the next one I've got is uh, the Tooth Fairy. Um, I'm going to say that originated in Scotland. <laughs> um, the UK. Uh, I don't fucking know. Ireland. So... The earliest written record of the Tooth Fairy is actually a Norse legend. Norse? Yes. That's cool. It says, In the Norse culture, children's teeth and other articles belonging to children were said to bring good luck in battle, and Scandinavian warriors hung children's teeth on strings around their necks. Dang. <laughs> Can you imagine just a Viking busting into your classroom and just pulling all your teeth out? <laughs> Your classroom, yes, your classroom. <laughs> so, modern day, you know, to kids lose a tooth naturally, Chris. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, Vikings don't beat it out of your skull. <laughs> and uh, they put it under their pillow, and the tooth fairy comes and, and you know, takes the tooth and replaces it with a coin or a dollar bill or something. And yeah, do you guys want to know the uh, the American child, uh, the average? Based on t- in 2013's, a 2013 survey. $5. Uh, do you want to guess, Chris? Um, $1. Uh, $3.70 per tooth on average. Huh. They're making bank on their teeth. Huh. Only 3% of children find a dollar or less, and uh, 8% find a $5 bill or more. Hmm. I, I was in the dollar club. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> One dollar. Dollar shave yep. club, which is what nerdy as hell is sponsored. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's not. All right, it's, so we got three unless more. they want we to got, sponsor us. Yeah, unless you want to. We got three more. That would have been a great transition. Okay, keep going. Yes. So we'll go with Cinderella next. Ooh. Cinderella, um, Cinderella, night and day. Is another one with. Hundreds. Lots. This one is probably the most popularized story fairy tale ever. The Netherlands. Uh, I wasn't going to ask you to name one random place, but there are so many that you are probably right. There's probably one that originates from there also. Oh, okay. It's kind of like the Red Riding Hood. There's so many iterations, it's it's hard to narrow down. There's so many more, though. There's so many more. So do you want they're, me to? They're literally they're 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 going they go from ancient versions to European versions, mm. non-European versions, international versions, Dang. and literary versions. That's how they they set like they. Yeah, there's a lot. So I'll I'll give you a little summary on the Disney version. Yes. Okay. Give us the Disney version. So and we're, what we're gonna do for this? I'm sorry. Is we're gonna give the Grimm's version. Yeah. Okay. So the Disney version is there's this girl who has a stepmom. Um, her dad has pa- since passed after marrying the stepmom. The stepmom hates the the girl because she has her own kids that she cares about a lot more. So Cinderella's basically a slave. She cleans the house. They na- Her name is actually Ella in some stories. And they named her Cinderella because she was al- always covered in cinders from cleaning the fireplaces. Anyways, um... So the prince has a ball to find a wife, and every maiden in the land is invited. Um, So Cinderella gets really excited because that means she's invited because she's a maiden of the land, right? Well, they uh, they trick her into staying home somehow, 
Um, she can't go to the ball, so she's crying. Uh, she gets a fairy godmother that comes and is like, I'll let you go to the ball, but you had to be back by midnight. So she goes to the ball. She has a great time, loves the prince. Prince wants to marry her, but bam, it's midnight. She's running. Oh my god, I gotta be back by midnight. Her shoe falls off on the stairs. She's running to her carriage, and then she gets home and everything's back to normal. She's got the maid dress on, you know, yada yada. And then the prince finds the shoe and is like, oh my god, this is whoever's foot fits in this shoe is the love of my life and so he goes around the whole kingdom trying to fit this shoe on these different women none of them fit they get to cinderella's house the stepsisters try to get their foot to fit into them but they're both grotesque and huge and gross and cinderella's foot fits perfectly (laughs) and they live happily ever after yeah because women with big feet are nasty yeah that's right peggy hill All right. Well, so in reading the wiki here, I'm gonna. There's a couple actually that are pretty interesting. Would you guys like to at least hear a couple different versions? Yeah, I want to hear before we get to the Grimm's Tale. Because so the oldest known oral version of of the Cinderella story is the ancient Greek story of Rodopus, a Greek a Greek courtesan living in the colony of uh, Nacratus in Egypt. whose name means rosy cheeks. Uh, The story is first recorded by the Greek geographer Strabo in his Geographica. Uh, So here's here's the story, though. When uh, when she was bathing, an eagle snatched one of her sandals from her her maid and uh, and carried it to Memphis. And while the king was administering justice in the open air, the eagle... Uh, when it arrived above his above his head, flung the sandal into his lap, and the king, stirred both by the beautiful shape of the sandal and the strangeness of the occurrence, sent men in all directions into the country in quest of the woman who wore the sandal, and he was found. Or she, sorry, and she was found in the city of Nacratus, or now 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 Nacratus. Fuck it, I don't, you know, I don't know. Was she was brought up to Memphis and became the wife of the king. Uh, there is also a slightly different Roman version, which is very similar, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the mostly the names that are different. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a French version. There's a uh, fuck. Oh my god! There's so many. So what's the grim version? Yeah, there's there's so many. I'm not gonna read all these. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, sorry. Um, let me see, where was it on this list? Here we go, sorry. Alright, the Grimm's Tales version. Here we go. Cinderella by the Grimm's Brothers is as grim as it can get. Uh, according to the original story, Cinderella cries under a hazel tree she planted over her mother's grave, and a white dove comes to comfort her. During the ball, uh, when her stepmother and stepsisters depart, it is not a fairy, but a white dove that drops the dress and shoes for her. The ball was a three-night affair, not one night. Mm. The first night, Cinderella wears silk slippers, glass slippers the second, and gold the third night. It is the gold slipper that the the prince finds. Uh, When he visits every maiden in town, Cinderella's eldest sister cuts her toes off (gasps) to fit her feet into the glass slipper. Um, The prince is dumb enough not to notice it and is informed of it by the doves. He rushes back, and, and this time, the second sister cuts her heel off to fit her foot in. Uh, once again, he misses it, and the doves inform him. Uh, we're wondering at this stage if he really deserves being king um, mm-hmm. with his awesome 
observational powers. Uh, finally, he finds Cinderella, thanks to the doves, and they get married. But wait, the gore continues. At the wedding, Cinderella's sisters try to win her over, but the doves fly down and peck both their eyes out, making them blind. So now they're lame and blind. Uh, Cinderella and Prince Daft, is that his name? Mm-hmm. No, that's, never mind, that's a jab. I'm, I'm Daft, apparently. Prince Daft continue <laughs> ruling I think, the kingdom. I think Cinderella's so prince is just called Prince Charming. I don't think he actually has a name like the others do. But you said Prince Charming was for. Snow I was White just or calling them all Prince Charming. Prince Philip. Oh, okay. Prince Philip, I think, is for. No, I like this. I like Beauty. Prince Daft though. I yeah, like I think so, it's Prince Philip, and then Snow White has uh, Prince. I don't remember what his name is. So, anyway. What were you gonna say, Chris? So what happens? Did what? you finish the story? Yes. Were you zoned out there? No, it wasn't zoned <laughs> out. <laughs> so yes, now her her sisters come after after she puts this shoe on because he's too much of a dumbass to notice that the first sister cut her toes off to fit it in and the second sister cut her heel off to fit it. Right, I get in. that. And they're both blind. Mm-hmm, so that was it. Because that's the it. doves came down and pecked their eyes out. Okay, and that's it. It's just and over then, at that And point. then the Cinderella and Prince... Continue ruling the kingdom. Yeah. That's it. Fair. Yeah. Okay. I just... Okay. <laughs> okay. God, what are you, stupid or something? Dad. Right. What a great way Daft, to end Daft, the Daft, story. True. That's just the synopsis. Do you want me to read the whole Grim Sale? Do it. We'd be here for five hours if I read the, the whole versions of these. Mm-hmm. All right. So next up, we've got The Little Mermaid. Prince Everybody Eric. Knows this one. Is his God, name. Fuck that guy. Who cares about Sorry. that? Sorry. I just, I know some of the um, prince's names. All right. I have it up. I already have it. This one was one that saved. Cool. So, location. Iceland. Iceland. Yeah. Okay. Chris. Sweden. No. Much closer, though. So this is a Danish tale. Danish. So close, Chris. So close. Hmm. You want me to give you a synopsis? No. Wow. Sure. Sure. Okay. Very quick, please. I'm trying. Okay. So Ariel. Of the Disney version. Is uh, one of 13 princesses. She wants to be a human. She wants adventure. She's got thingamabobs. Okay, I don't think any of this is necessary. So it please. It is. Um. <laughs> it is, Matt. Anyway, so she... This uh, sea witch finds her, promises to give her legs as long as the uh, blah, 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 in exchange in exchange for her voice as long as the prince kisses her she can stay as a human right so but she doesn't have a voice so she goes has legs the prince doesn't know who she is they don't kiss uh she's turned back into a mermaid her voice is stolen and but then you know everything works out and they're happily ever after okay cool cool all right. <laughs> Alright, so this one is actually uh, not a Grimm's Tale, I don't think. Since we're, I, I believe the one I'm about to read is the original version. So, it says, uh, in this article it says, Probably the saddest of the lot. Uh, the Little Mermaid lives in the underwater kingdom with her father, grandmother, and sisters. Every year, post her 15th birthday, the sisters can take turns once a year to visit the surface and see the world outside. Once the Little Mermaid's turn comes, uh, she rises to the sur- surface and witnesses a shipwreck. She saves the prince from drowning and promptly falls in love with him. The prince, however, is unconscious, and when the little mermaid uh, leaves him ashore and at the, on the steps of the temple, or a temple, it says, sorry, 
A young girl comes out of the temple, and the prince thinks uh, it is the girl who saves him. The little mermaid is sad, but goes back to the sea. Uh, she then visits a mermaid uh, witch who, who agrees to give her a potion, which will change her tail to feet. However, she must part with her tongue. Uh, she will be the best dancer in the world, but her feet will feel as if they are being prickled by glass shards every minute, and as if her toes are bleeding. <gasps> also, uh, she will get a human soul only if the prince loves her and marries her. Otherwise, she will turn into sea foam. Sea hmm. foam. The little mermaid agrees. Yeah. Uh, she reaches the she reaches the shore and drinks the potion, and now has two feet. She is found by the prince, and he is mesmerized by her beauty. They become fast friends, and uh, she accompanies him everywhere and dances for him. One day, the king announces that he has arranged uh, for the prince to marry a princess from the neighboring kingdom. The prince then reveals to the little mermaid that he loves the girl from the temple as he thinks she saved him. Mm. By a twist of fate, the princess he is destined to marry is the same girl. Uh, so, yeah, sorry, same girl as the one that he thinks saved him. Uh, she was visiting the temple that day when uh, she saw the prince. Uh, they get married, and the little mermaid is heartbroken. When she is about to turn into sea foam, her sisters come to her with a dagger. They tell her that she must stab the prince and let his blood flow over her feet. She will, she will then get her get back her tail and become a mermaid again. She goes to kill the prince, but cannot, as she truly loves him. Instead, she falls into the sea and dissolves. Not into sea foam, but becomes one with the atmosphere as a, a reward for her true love. If she serves humanity for another 300 years, she will rise to the to higher to the higher realms. Hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Damn. A little bit different. A little bit different. <laughs> that fucking sucks. <laughs> but I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Cheyenne's favorite, Beauty and the Beast. She didn't know if there was a version that other than the Disney version. When well, I no, I mean, I, I figured there was an original version, but I didn't know if there was, like, a grim, gory version. I thought we were just doing, like, the gory stuff. No, I was just going to tell the original regardless of what if it was fucked up or not. France. <laughs> okay, Chris, guess. I would think that she would know, so I'm just going to go with France. Yeah, yes, yes. It is French. Okay, let me give you a short synopsis because I love this. It's awesome. So there's this girl who's very intelligent, very beautiful, doesn't fit in in the village. Um, her dad is a uh, like an engineer kind of inventor. He goes off. He gets lost in the woods. He get, gets caught by the beast, and um, her horse Philippe comes back without her dad and so she knows something's wrong so she goes out and looks for her dad finds the castle the beast has him caged she's like take me instead of him and then so he does and he said that he'll let um the dad live as long as she stays with him for a year or whatever um so the beast is under a curse he's actually a prince um so if if he gets someone to fall in love with him before his 21st birthday the curse is reversed otherwise he lives like that forever um so of course bell is resentful of him at first and then they fall in love and everybody is, lives happily ever after and the curse is broken i like the witcher version better but that's okay <laughs> all right so it was uh there's a fairy tale written by french novelist Gabrielle Suzanne Barbeau de Villeneuve. Yeah. And published in 1740. Actually, I have so we are, I have one of those. Except oh my God. translated to English, though. Honestly. Wow. But. But. According to researchers at universities in Durham and Lis Lisbon, 
The story originated actually about 4,000 years ago. Dang. So. Okay. But we're going to just read Villeneuve's version, which is the original published version. Yeah, it's a little bit um, different. It will probably be the longest one that I read, so I apologize. But I wanted to do it justice for Cheyenne. It is my favorite. Because this is her favorite. And I dress up as Belle, and she's my favorite princess. Yeah, so, sorry. I wonder if they could play... Do you think that we could get copywritten for plagiarizing if we read these? You know, you're just reading, like, a summary of them. You're not reading it word yeah, for word. Yeah, okay, all right. Here's, yeah. This is a quite a long one, though. This is by far the longest, so I'm sorry. Um, so, this is for Villeneuve's Villeneuve, Villeneuve version. I don't know how to speak French, sorry. Uh, so, this is the original published version. Um, a widow of merchant lives in a mansion with his 12 children, six sons and six daughters. All of his daughters are very beautiful, but the youngest, Beauty, is the most lovely. She is also kind, well-read, and pure of heart. Her elder sisters, though, are cruel, selfish, vain, and spoiled. On a dark and stormy night at sea, the merchant is robbed by pirates who sink most of his merchant fleet and force the entire family to live in a country house and work for a living. Oh, so terrible. Mm. Uh, while Beauty, her name is literally Beauty. Yeah. This version, I guess. Yeah, her name is legitimately Beauty. And Belle Why? means beauty in French, so. Okay. While Beauty makes a firm resolution to adjust to rural life uh, with a cheerful disposition, her sisters do not, and mistake her firmness for insensibility, forcing her into doing household work in an effort to make enough money to buy back their former home. Uh, a year later, the merchant hears uh, from one of his crew members that one of the trade ships he has sent has arrived back in port, having escaped the destruction of its companions. Um, before leaving, he asks his children if they wish for him to bring any gifts back for them. The sons ask for weaponry and horses to hunt with, whereas the oldest daughters ask for clothing, jewels, and fine dresses, as they think his wealth has returned. Beauty asks nothing but her father's safety, uh, but when he insists on buying her a present, she is satisfied with the promise of a rose after none had grown last spring. However, to his dismay, the merchant finds that his ship's cargo has been seized to pay his debts, leaving him penniless and unable to buy his children's presents. Uh, on his way back, the merchant is caught in a terrible storm. Seeking shelter, he comes upon a mysterious palace. The merchant sneaks in. Seeing that nobody is home, he finds tables laden with food and drinks, which seem to have been left for him by the palace's invisible owner. The merchant accepts these gifts and spends the night. The next morning, the merchant sees the palace as his own possession and is about to leave when he sees a rose garden and recalls that beauty has desired a rose. Uh, the merchant quickly plucks the loveliest rose he can find and is about to pluck more for a bouquet, but is confronted by a hideous beast who warns, warns him that theft of his property, i.e. the rose, is a charge punishable by death. Realizing his deadly mistake, the merchant begs for forgiveness, uh, revealing that he had only picked the rose as a gift for his youngest daughter. After listening to his story, the beast reluctantly agrees to let him give the rose to beauty, uh, not only if the merchant brings beauty to him in exchange without deception. He makes it clear that beauty must agree to take his place so the beast can treat her as his fiance and not his prisoner, uh, while under no illusions about her predicament. Uh, otherwise, the beast will destroy his entire family. At first, the merchant is upset about Beauty being abducted into marrying the creature, well, um, but he reluctantly accepts. Abducted is a strong word. 
the shut up. <laughs> this is this this is like clip like cliff notes. So I'm sure this is not even close to the entire story. No. Uh, the beast sends him on. So I, I'm on beast side here, okay? I am too. Abducted is not. a strong word. Like he didn't abduct her. Go ahead. Uh, all right, whatever. The beast sends him on his way atop a magical horse, along with wealth, jewels, and fine clothes for his sons and daughters. But stresses that beauty must never know about this about his deal. The merchant, upon arriving home, tries to hide the secret from his children, but beauty pries it from him on purpose. Reacting swiftly, the brothers suggest they could go to the castle and fight the beast together, while the older sisters place blame on Beauty for dooming the entire family. To release her father from that threat, Beauty volunteers to go to the beast willingly, and her father reluctantly allows her to go. We're almost done. Three more, three more paragraphs. Ooh. Once she arrives at his palace, the beast is excited to meet Beauty face to face. So he throws a welcome ceremony by treating her to an amazing cabaret. He gives her lavish clothing and food and carries on lengthy conversations with her in which she notes that he is inclined to stupidity rather than savagery. Yeah, he's just dumb. Would you like to tell this? He's just a little bit dumb. Every night, the bees ask Beauty to sleep with him. Only uh, to be refused each time. After he, after each refusal, refusal, Beauty dreams of dancing with a handsome prince. Suddenly, a fairy appears and pleads with Beauty to say why she keeps refusing him. Uh, she replies um, that she does not know how to love the beast because she loves him only as a friend. Uh, despite the apparition uh, of the fairy urging her to not be deceived by appearances, she does not make the connection between a prince and a beast. Uh, and becomes convinced that the beast is holding the prince captive somewhere in his in his castle. She searches and discovers many enchanted rooms, ranging from libraries to aviaries to enchanted enchanted windows, allowing her to attend the theater. She also finds live furniture and other live objects, which act as servants, but never the prince from her dreams. For a month, Beauty lives a life of luxury at the beast's palace, with no end to riches or amusements. And an endless supply of exquisite finery to wear. Eventually, she becomes homesick and begs the beast to allow her to go see her family again. He allows it on, on the condition that she returns in exactly two months. Beauty agrees to this and is presented with an enchanted ring that will take her back to the beast when the two months are up. The rest of her family is surprised to find her well-fed and dressed in finery. Uh, at, her, at first, her father advises Beauty to marry the beast. But when Beauty refuses, her father and brothers do all they can to detain her Detain her return to the beast. Um, however, Beauty is determined to honor the deal she made. When the two months are almost up, Beauty begins hallucinating the beast lying dead in his quarters and uses her ring to return to the beast. Once she is back in the castle, Beauty's, Beauty's fears are confirmed as she finds out that the beast died of shame due to her choice of staying with her family permanently after her first trip to his castle. Mm. Completely devastated after the wrong choice she made, Beauty bursts into tears and laments that she should have learned how to love the beast in the first place, screaming, I am sorry, this was all my fault. Suddenly, when she says, the, uh, when she says those words, the beast is transformed into the handsome prince from Beauty's dreams. The prince informs her that long ago, powerful enchantress turned him into a hideous beast for his selfishness, after trying to seduce him, and that only finding true love despite his ugliness could be could the curse be broken. He and Beauty are married, and they live happily ever after. There you go. Mm. 
so not fucked up at all. It's just the that's the original story. It's very similar to the Disney yep. version, I guess. Pretty similar. So, uh, there's a version apparently down here where it get it's slightly different, but we don't have to get into that. Um, give me one second though. Uh, so that that's all the ones I have. Okay. Um, I'm gonna get up and close my door real quick. Sorry. Okay. Um, you guys talk for a second. What did you think, Chris? I don't know. Beauty and the Beast. I mean, it. The tale as old as time. <laughs> it was just a. A retelling of a story I've heard a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Aren't these Sorry. all? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, well, I wanted to do Shia Solid. I wanted to recognize her favorite story, Thank okay? You. I'm sorry. I appreciated it. It's still a good story. Yep. I'm, I'm not sure saying it's not. I can find a fucked up version somewhere, but... I'm not saying it's not a good story. Here's an interesting version. There's a, there's a different version with a tragic ending called The White Wolf. Mm. Uh, there's another... There's an Italian version. There's a Spanish version, a Portuguese version, Belgium and the Netherlands, Germany. All kinds. Spanavi- yeah, Russian, Greek, Asian, North American version. Yeah, there's a lot. But... Alright, so... Now that we've gotten through that... And I did Cheyenne a solid. Now you better go watch Dragon Ball, goddammit. Oh. She's not. <laughs> I will. I started it. What? Did you? And you didn't decide to say anything about that. Yeah. You, have, you haven't started it. I have too. I saw Goku's penis. He's little, okay, she started little it. baby penis. His little pee-pee? His, yeah, it's just a circle and then a bigger circle. It's weird. Yeah, it's like, you remember Shin Shan when he used to draw elephant ears next to his dick? <laughs> But he like went he went fishing with his tail in the first episode. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, he was naked. Yeah. Yep. I know. I'm sh- I'm so I'm sure you're shocked. How many episodes did you watch? One. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh my god. Hey, well, I let me watched. Say, she started. At least, met, <laughs> at least you've met an actually good female character in an anime, Bulma. Yeah. Which means parodies. Now, Go ahead. Yeah, it's a little... I didn't know that. It's a little weird. Yeah, well, there's also a point where she flashes uh, Master Roshi to get a Dragon Ball from him, so... Dang. Yeah. Okay. And a part where Yamcha is peeping at her in the shower. But, I digress. After you get through Dragon Ball, it, there's nothing like that. Okay. So. Alright. Um, that That is from the 80s. I started from it. from the 80s. I started Okay, all right. You watched one episode. I started but, uh, it. Yes. Okay. Jesus Christ! I didn't say you didn't. <laughs> God. I um. So Sarah and I are seven episodes away from finishing the original Naruto series okay. before we get into Shippuden. Mm-hmm. Sakura is a fucking horrible yeah. female character. Horrible. She is so bad. Yeah. She is. All she horrible. cares about is loving Sasuke and Sasuke. Fucking is a, Sasuke. Yeah. <laughs> Sasuke's a She's huge worthless. Off. She is so terrible. Yeah. Oh my Sasuke god. Sasuke only cares about Sasuke, and she doesn't realize that. She gets better at Shippuden, I think. Not really. Yes, yeah, the a first arc. At least she, a little bit. She beats, she's the one, she technically is the first person to kill an Akatsuki member. Mm. And she, you know, she's trained under um, 
Tsunade, you Tsunade. know, and yeah. like I feel like that that helped her character a little. A Spoiler, little Sarah, bit. if you're listening to this. Sorry, a week Sarah. From now. Sorry. Sorry, Sarah. Sorry. Hopefully, we'll be there by then. That's not too far into the. It's not that big of a spoiler. It's like Sorry. twenty episodes into Shippuden. You told we'll be there, I'm sure. You told her about the Akatsuki thing. That's more spoilers. Sarah, don't listen to this part. It's like twenty episodes in. Yeah, it's fine. You'll get there. All right. Anyway, it's time for mythical mystery. Mythical um, mystery. This shouldn't take too long. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you guys a reference picture, at least, so I don't have to fully describe it. Um, I will to the audience. But maybe the, the reference picture will help um, with what the, like the information of where these are from. Um, which, again, th- that, this is the whole point of this. We're just guessing where these, where these specific mythical creatures come from. Okay. So that, that's what this is for. So I'm going to send you guys this picture. This is number one. Okay? Okay. So number one is, it's called an Amarok. It is a giant wolf-like creature, but it is the very definition of a lone wolf. So it hunts alone. It doesn't have any pack mates or anything like that. And it's a giant wolf-like creature. Scandinavia. No. What do you think, Chris? Native American? I'll give, like... uh, that's really, really close. That's really close. You're in the right continent. Mexican? No. Think, think cold. Northern North America. Canada? Okay, what type of people lived up in the north? Like Norse? Yes, there you go. Chris, got it. Inuit. This is an Inuit Arctic mm. mythical creature. It looks like an Arctic creature. Yes. So, I, I, I'm, so I, it's not like we have a ton of people that really follow this. If we did, I would post these on social media, but... You should do it I, anyway. I all right, you think I should? Yeah, on the Twitter, at least do a little, like, okay. just do a collage of all of them so that if we have any audience members that's interested, they can zoom in and see the different ones. Yeah, I'll, okay, then I'll, yeah. That's a good I'll idea. I'll say, yeah, all right, I'll do it. I'll do that. I mean, but we I, might You guys got to remind me, you guys got to remind me in a week when this episode We might out. have several followers. Okay. All right, all right, that's fine. All right, well, here's the second one. Let me know once you guys, once you guys see it. Oh, cute okay is this would you like to describe it or would you like me to describe it It, it. it's like a human scorpion so it is a it is a man scorpion with a man it's like two dudes yeah made of it so it's a it's like a scorpion (laughs) it's really fucked up looking it has a man bent back as its tail with the fucking stinger coming out of its mouth and a other freaky looking man with all the legs. I'm gonna say if that makes sense. Egyptian. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. It's huh. gotta be desert somewhere, right? Think older. Think older than that. African? <laughs> That's a whole continent. Oh. Mesopotamian. Egypt. There it is. Chris is two for two. Dang. Yep, this is a Mesopotamian creature Ugh. called the 
Acra Boamelo. I don't know. I don't know. Aqua Boamelu. Thanks, I, I hate know. it. Aqua Boamelu. I have no fucking idea how you would say this. They must have been, like, tripping on some shit. <laughs> yeah, it's fu- it's pretty fucked up. It is, uh, yeah, it's really gross looking. Like, I don't even know. This um, looks like some Lovecraftian fucking outworld uh, yeah. level yeah, horror I shit. That. I could 100% see that. Um, I'm gonna read the description for it. Where is it at? It does look Lovecraftian. Uh... Okay, maybe I won't. I thought it was saved up on my phone. So this is what happens when... When we have to delay a day and I have to keep a fucking webpage saved up on my phone open for like a week. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Uh, Where was it? Was it not on this? I thought it was. I thought it was on this list. Uh, oh well. Yep, sorry. Alright, whatever. <laughs> I apologize. It's okay. I don't have a description for it, sorry. So what's number three? Uh, Alright, number three is this one. It is called Gogmagog. Gogmagog. Also, Chris is all blacked out. I don't know if he's still here. Gogmagog. I'm gonna whole, go uh, with... Chris, if you're here, can you say something or do something? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay. Gog Magog. Sorry. Gog Magog, yes. I'm gonna guess the Netherlands. Um I'm gonna say Germany. No, but you're, it is European. Swedish? No. Irish? Uh, pretty close. It's Scottish. It's before a lot of these. It's before these countries were a thing. Mm. It is. Uh, it is a Celtic oh, mythical Celt. creature. Yeah. Um. At least in the picture that I sent you guys, it is a, uh, it looks like a troll, basically. Yeah, it looks almost exactly like a troll with, like, a club and some leathery garments. It's wearing, like, a bear pelt. Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right. The next one. Jake's going to see these pictures and be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, he is. (laughs) No, he's not. He's, He's dead, though, so he wouldn't. Uh, so, you guys may have heard of this one, actually. I don't think it's too, uh, it's too obscure. I had heard of it before. It is... The Loch The Agopago. Ah, that's Scottish. No. It looks like the Loch Ness Monster, but no, it's not. The Agopago. (laughs) Number 15. Burger King (laughs) Flynn. What? Um, <laughs> you said it's not I'm Scottish. Tired. It is not. Indian. Indian, like the Indian country. Ocean. Yeah, like India. No. Yeah. Samoan. 
No. Arctic. I'll give you guys a couple more guesses. It's closer to home than you would think. Canadian. Hawaiian? Just can just Canadian. You're just you're naming countries. I mean and and states. Hawaiian. No. Dang it. No, it's not. It's not a Pacific it's not an islander. It's from a mainland area. I don't know. It's a Native American legend. Oh. Yes. Sorry. It looks like a Loch Ness monster. It's a Native American mythical creature. Ah, go Pago. That's all I really have to say. Okay. All right, so the next one, which I had thought we had done this before, but I looked back and, I, and apparently we didn't because it's not on the list. If we did do it and I had made it up or I had said it without writing it down, then I apologize. Chris, you're going to have to uh, refresh my memory and tell me whether or not we did it. But the next one is a pretty easy one. It is the chupacabra. Mm. I don't think I need to send you guys a picture, really, but I, I guess I can. Mexican? Yeah. Uh, no, it actually is not. Aztec? It is. No. Spanish? No. Native American? No. <laughs> Chris, you got a single guess? Mayan. No, it's, it is a Puerto Rican legend. Oh, can you send a picture, please? Do you need to see it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I can take one. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I thought you would have known what this is. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saving them so I can make a collage so you can post. Oh, fuck. Okay, now i got to go and find, I'll send you a picture of it. Okay, thank you. Later. Okay, don't forget. I'm going to forget. Yeah, you will. You definitely will. Oh wow! Now, now the fucking webpage is is loading with all the descriptions of all these things. God damn it! <laughs> now I'm an, I'm really annoyed now. Why did you just say you just said? Because I'm putting it in order. Okay, whatever. Um, now that this is loaded, I'll go back and give brief um, things. All right, the next one is this one might also be pretty easy. It is the Kumino. Oh. Japanese. No. Korean. Yes, it's Korean. This is that fox spirit thing that was uh, that Korean lady from Lovecraft Country. Hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, the Kumi. Yeah, yeah it, look, it, it, looks, it basically looks like a nine, it's a Nine Tails fox. Yeah, Kumiho. It's just the Korean she, version. Yeah, of the she was. Fox. Yeah, she was cool. I liked her. Did I say Kumino? Kumiho. No, I, I did say Kumiho, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm just the way I'm looking at it. I almost put my H, the H I wrote down looks like an N, so mm. I wanted to make sure. And when you said it like that, I was like, "Wait, did I say it correctly?" <laughs> okay. All right. So the last one I have. This one's pretty cool. Um. It is called. I I will probably fuck the pronunciation of this up, but it is. A strigoi, mm. or strigoi, or whatever it is spelled: S T R I G O I. Oh, strigoi, Russian. No, it's not Russian. Ukrainian. No. Scandinavian. Do you want to let Chris have one guess for you throw out every country on Earth? Yeah. <laughs> uh... 
If Chris doesn't get it, then I'll give you Romanian. Yeah, holy shit, Ooh. there you go. Chris guessed it. Yep, it is basically, it is a vampire. supposedly, it is a vampire, but this is supposedly, in Romanian culture, the father of Dracula. Strugoi. Mm. Mm. Yes. But uh, yeah, it looks like a real skinny, gray, it looks like a, uh, what's that fucking, uh, Nosferatu is what it looks like. Yeah. If you've seen that movie, Nos- that's what it looks like. Nosferatu. With uh, just a lulling cloth on or whatever. Um, but yeah, so let me go back. Now that this thing is loaded, I'll give brief descriptions of the couple I have on this webpage. So, sorry. It'll be real quick and then we'll be done. Uh, the Amarok, the first one, it says, A fantastical giant wolf from the barren lands of the Arctic. The Amarok is said to be uh, said to hunt alone in contrast to the pack tendencies of its much smaller brethren. Many believe this legend to be uh, this... The legend of this lone wolf actually comes from the real-time ecological periods when the untraveled deep woods were indeed populated by larger varieties of wolves, um, later better known as dire wolves. So this uh, that one may have come from uh, dire wolf legends. Uh, that second thing, the scorpion thing that I definitely can't pronounce, says uh, the, I'll try one more time, Akra Bomelu or the scorpion men are mentioned in many myths written in the the Akkadian language with the with the most famous descriptions being in the Babylonian epic of Gilgamesh they were said to be guardians of the sun god Shamash or Shamash and were uh, found around his abode at the Mashu mountains um what other one is on this page that I can give you a description of Okay, the Gog Magog from Anglican Celtic mythology. The other G in our entries, Gog Magog, uh, was a mus- muscular humanoid giant from the island of Albion, uh, the ancient name for Britain. Sometimes described as more than 14 feet tall, the monster's kind uh, was said to have descended from demons. Uh, the folklore maintains Gog Magog himself was hideously repulsive in nature and even draped uh, himself in various animal skins to keep up his unpleasant and intimidating appearance. Hmm. Uh, we already talked about the Kamiho. I don't think that's on here. Uh, the Ogpa- Ogopago from Native American mythology uh, says, Finally, we have a marine-based monster in the form of the Ogopago, a uh, water serpent uh, with uh, seemingly affable flippers along its flanks and ominous horns along its head, an exceptional part of the folkloric traditions around the the Okanagan Lake, uh, presently in British Columbia, Canada. The native tribes often refer offer dead fish and live cattle as sacrificial presents to the carnivorous behemoth. Hmm. Um, and then here was one. Oh, here, here's the description for the other two. Sorry. Sorry, I wasn't a little more prepared. It wasn't loading, but uh, here we go. The Chupacabra is a legendary creature that kills goats, rabbits, dogs, chicken, and other animals by sucking their blood, and it was first sighted in Puerto Rico in 1995. Americans claim that the creature looks like a hairless dog, whereas according to Puerto Ricans, the creature can stand on its hind legs and looks terrifying. It looks like a little goblin bat thing that sucks things' bloods. <laughs> Uh, the Kumiho, Korean mythology, uh, Kumiho belongs to the Korean culture. According to the myth, it has to eat the liver of a hundred people to take on the form of a person. It's incredibly beautiful and is trapped in a painting. According to the legend, in order for it to be free, someone must draw nine tails of the fox in the picture. Mm. Uh, and then the Strigoi, 
Romanian mythology. Uh, those who know the series The Strain surely know this creature too. Strigoi is the product of the same culture that created Count Dracula, Romania. Romanians claim that Strigoi is the father of Dracula, as opposed to the TV show. He is either invisible or is in the form of an animal. So there you go. Hmm. Hope you guys found those interesting. I guess in a week I will post all these pictures on social media with, uh, from Nerdy Hill Pod so you guys can see it. Uh, I definitely didn't crudely just screen cap them and edit out all of the writing <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, from the webpage. Definitely That's not. definitely not what I did. Nope. Oh. And um, But yeah, so uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please recommend it. Share it to some friends that might like fairy tales or some people that you think could use some knowledge on the origins and the original versions of them or that like mythical creatures, I guess. Yay. Um, yeah, follow the uh, the Twitter. What did, I already said that, right? Nerdy as hell pod. Yeah. Um, leave us a review. Man, what else? What else do I say? Is there something I'm forgetting, Cheyenne? Is there something I'm forgetting? There is something that you're forgetting. Oh, yes. It's that thing. That I'm thing. you weren't immediately pulling the trigger. I was. telling me to say I it. was letting you say so, it because last week I did pull the trigger a little bit. Sorry. Okay, so next week we'll be back uh, with all four of us, probably. Uh, Jake will be back from the dead. Hopefully. I don't know exactly what we'll be talking about, but I'm thinking I want to do another. Yeah, we won't. We won't have seen Suicide Squad yet, so we'll have to think of something else on the fly. Mm-hmm. Probably a list of some kind, but we might do a supervillains version of the tier list that we did for superheroes. Oh, sweet. Um, totally credit Cheyenne for that, who uh, gave me that idea. I don't know how I didn't think about that. You're welcome. But, uh, yeah, so uh, everybody have a great week. We'll see you next week, and stay unapologetically nerdy. I'll see you later. Bye. Right. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs>